Welcome back, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. We're back with another exciting adventure of Dick Rogers, Space Detective. And what have you found in the archives for us today? I felt like we haven't had a good old-fashioned murder mystery in a while, so this week we have some returning characters. Ooh, a rarity. Which ones? The script we found was a bit less complete than we like to find, so the details are frustratingly vague. Today's episode aired sometime in February of 1972, and while we have no record on who wrote today's episode, we have a feeling they're a returning writer, as they saw fit to bring back Leandra and Bippo. Yes, I love Bippo. As always, the canon is fuzzy at best. <laughs> I'm suddenly picturing a Civil War-style canon that's been upholstered with black velvet. But... The story in today's episode must have taken place sometime after the Phantom Racer mystery, since it features Dick, Leandra, and Bippo investigating a sudden murder that takes place in the most unusual location, a detective's convention. Ooh, does that mean we get a whole bunch of colorful new characters? It's almost as if you read the script already. My theory is that this episode was an attempt to springboard a number of new characters for potential spin-off purposes. Though we're unsure if any of that actually happened, records from that time don't mention any spin-offs being produced. But stranger things have happened. You know, the month of broadcasting also stood out to me as being interesting. Looking it up, there was one significant thing that happened around that time. Just a month prior, in January of 1972, was the first official Star Trek fan convention. Ooh, you think our mystery writer was an attendee? It wouldn't surprise me. While fan conventions had existed since the 1930s, Star Trek conventions were the thing that made the concept more mainstream. Heck, my dad was an attendee at that very convention back in the day. So we might be less than six Kevin Bacon degrees from the actual writer of the script? Maybe, just maybe, and all these years later, here we are. Like a sign from the universe. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. I would. I'd have to look at my astrology books again. Maybe we all had previous connections to people who worked on the show. Maybe this was what we were destined to do. Well, before we get into that, let's start today's episode of Dick Rogers and the Detective Convention Murder. Once a year, the Subvenusian Convention Center opens its doors to a special group of attendees. They converge from far and wide to meet up, talk shop, and meet fans and foes alike. These people are space detectives, and this gathering is called the Space Detectives Convention. Of course, our heroic trio of Dick, Leandra, and Bippo couldn't miss this special gathering, and we'll join them as they make their way through the crowds at this massive convention center. You know, I don't remember there being that many people here last year. We weren't here last year. You wanted to go on vacation and we got roped into that whole mystery racer escapade. Pippo. I'm not going to acknowledge that that was allegedly a real ghost. It could have been a stunt driver or a hologram or anything. It probably had some kind of explanation that we just never bothered to look into, Dick. Denial isn't just a river in space, Egypt, you know. But we got paid, and that's all that matters to me. Now, why was it so important we come this year? You practically dragged us. And I can't believe you made me leave my gun on the ship. You'll see. And there's no way security would let you bring a real weapon into a crowded convention center. We barely got Bippo through. Bippo! I could have just told him I'm a cosplayer and it's a really detailed replica. Bippo! It would have at least been worth a shot, Bippo! Also... How come we don't have a booth? Or VIP passes? What do you mean? Every other detective here has a booth. 
we only got general attendance passes. You'd think after the mystery racer case, we'd get more recognition. That was a huge bust. Hey, those slots are highly competitive, and they fill up quick. You have to book them months out, and you basically sprung this on me. Hey, Dick. What, Zancis? They like you have a booth? Yeah, they had a bunch of booths open when I got here this morning, and I thought it might be fun. Looks like they really expanded this year. And they just let you, a known hyper-criminal, just hang out here? What are you even doing here? Ah, neutral ground. I promise to behave. And I'll have you know, I have plenty of fans lining up to see me in person. There's nobody at your booth but us. Either buy an autograph or get lost before I poke more holes in the continuity. What? What? Never mind. Beat it, all of you. Our three heroes did indeed beat it. Do we know him? I wouldn't dwell on it. Hey, look at all this stuff. Dick diverted their attention to a booth full of artwork on display. Paintings, ceramic work, as well as handcrafted jewelry. Ah, Dick Gorgels, I'd recognize that face anywhere. Maurice, you old son of a gun! What are you doing all the way in here on Venus? The two old comrades exchanged a hearty handshake. I couldn't miss a detective's convention like this. Plus, I thought it was a good place to sell some pieces. Ah, but who is your young friend? Oh, right. This here is Leandra, my sidekick. Uh, (coughs) Protégé. And this here is none other than Maurice Somalier. He's a legend in the GIF. I trained under him in my younger days, even teamed up to thwart a little craft show caper before you joined the team. Oh, I know who Maurice Somalier is. I've read all your books a dozen times, plus all the reports from the cases you worked back in your GIF days. An astute student, I see. I have a feeling you'll be quite the space detective in your own right someday. Thank you so much. That means a lot coming from you. Could you sign my data pad? (laughs) But of course. Did you see who the headlining guest is? No. Who? Man, you really don't know. Wilf Bonner. The last person I'd expect to find at a real detective's convention. So I ended up having to irradiate the whole planet. (laughs) Oh yeah, good times. Well, maybe second to last. I was trying to hide that from him, or else he'd never agreed to come. I'm so excited. The Wolf Beamer, werewolf detective. I want to get him to sign my holodisc set. Ah, jeez, you and that show. I swear, drives me nuts when you put that on. Ah, but I love his show. It's so cool. The way he busts bad guys and saves the day, and the will-they-won't-they romance between him and his partner, Nuru, is so captivating. I may be a monster, Nuru, but the real monster is crime. I'm in the official fan club. We swap theories and fanfiction all the time. Pepo. I mean, I know it's not totally accurate, but what TV show is? What Wolf does on his show is an insult to detective work. It is the idea of detective work boiled down to the most marketable parts. It's one thing to take artistic liberties with entertainment products, but practically none of that Wilf Bomer show is what detective work actually looks like. Not to mention, most episodes are based on real cases, with Wolf taking all the public attention and glory for himself, even though his show is a loose adaptation at best. Usually they just take the base overview of the case and do whatever they want with it, and still claim it's based on a true story. So the average viewer eats it all up. Wait, is that why they pushed so hard for the expansion this year? I believe so. With Wolf here, attendance has skyrocketed. But I can't really blame the man too much. He's an actor. It's not like he writes the show himself. Well, about that. Wolf Beamer is the showrunner of his own show. 
He hides it under an alias, but I've looked into it. There is no Yusef Cinders in the industry. So, yeah, it's an ego project, but there's nothing wrong with a little junk food entertainment. What I'm wondering is, if he's so hated among detectives, why wouldn't they just go to a TV show convention instead? No competition here. I'm pretty sure they don't want anyone distracted from the press for his new movie. I'm so excited. Dick, we have to go. You can grump about it later. I hope they show the trailer. <sighs> fine, fine. We'll go see the Wolf Beamer panel. It's not for another hour, so you can just chill for a sec. We've got time to kill. <laughs> fun. I'll try. Gonna need a drink. Dick, Leandra, and Bippo mingled among convention goers. Dick visited other detectives, all with their own colorful opinions on Wolf Beamer, including Liam and Sidney Leifson, twin teen detectives. That palooka's a disgrace to detective types like us. He's not even that hot, and he steals the spotlight from Nuru, who is clearly the better actor. Wolf Beamer couldn't act his way out of wet sack. Tico, the first AI hologram investigator. That stole my case, all for some stupid publicity stunt. I swear, he's lucky I don't have a physical body, or I'd shove his up his And Sheila Wills, the last Neptunian frog person. His show perpetuates, let's say, less than kind stereotypes about my people. Just because the explosions of Neptune 15679, the implosions of Neptune 247 and 8, and Neptune 3 getting converted into a whale sanctuary, killed off almost all of my species, doesn't mean you get to insult us. If I had the chance, I'd have some very serious words with him about representation. Sheesh. I knew he wasn't really liked among detectives, but I didn't think it was this bad. Maybe it was a bad idea for them to do this at a detective's convention. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if a riot breaks out. That's not funny. I wasn't joking. Detectives hate this guy. You heard for yourself. I think Tico's stuck in a swear room. That, 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 Yeah, somebody should reboot her. I'm just saying, we're all freelance. We answer to the GIF because they're the ones paying, but a lot of detectives only solve crimes because of that pay. Not all of us have an upright moral compass. I can't tell you how many times I've had to cuff a former ally. Just something to remember. Thanks, that's depressing. Now hurry up or we won't get good seats for the panel. As Dick, Leandra, and Bippo find their seats, let's take a brief commercial break. Stay tuned for the continued adventures of Dick Rogers, Space Detective. Honey, I think you need to put some new traps in the attic. It sounds like the squirrels got up there again. Uh, Sure thing, dear. Uh, Let me just take a look up there. (laughs) Toil and trouble! Is this you? Did you find the coven of witches hiding in your attic? You got gremlins in your gutters? Did your shower become a peephole for an entity of the fifth dimension whose true name is unpronounceable by the human tongue? If so, call the Van Helsing brothers. We'll take care of them. My brother Johnny and I are descendants of a long line of monster hunters. That's right, the name ain't just for show. Anything from vampires, ghosts, ghouls, zombies, bigfoots, and chupacabaras. 
Jenny, that, that's not how you pronounce it. And so it. many more. Even that creepy internet monster that stands outside your window at night. Do not look directly at him. I know he's out there right now. Just, just don't look at him. Pretend he's not there. Give us a call, and with our fair rates, you'll feel like family. And if you can't, just come down to our office on the corner of White and Elmore, across from the Dirty Magazine shop. My wife will probably have a hot dish waiting for you. Want to take care of them yourself? We offer supernatural defense classes every Thursday with apprenticeship opportunities. Go get them, Timmy. <laughs> Johnny, we're going to need another Timmy. So when danger's lurking in the general vicinity of your door, who you going to call? Not the other guys. Call the, the Van, Van Helsing, Helsing Brothers. Brothers. That number is 555-212-6666. One more time, that number is 555-212-6666. Take, Take back, back your, your home today. The Van Helsing Brothers are not responsible for death and dismemberment, destruction of property, or being lost in any alternate dimensions. And stop looking at him. I mean it. Do not look him in the eyes. I know he ain't got any eyes, but you know what I mean. We return to find Dick and company finding their seats in the crowded panel room. The lights dimmed as a short and stout man with slicked back hair entered the stage and approached the microphone. Hey there, Wolfpack! <laughs> now, you all know me. Your buddy, Lou Giordano. Show producer, writer, episode director, the works. I'll be doing panel host duties tonight, but I know you're not here to see me. He proceeded to announce the appearances of a number of cast and crew members that Dick had never heard of before, but Leandra seemed very excited to see. And up next, our leading lady, the extraordinary Nura Bixordo. The crowd cheered as a tall alien woman with translucent blue skin stepped on stage, taking her seat among the other panel members. And the man you've all been waiting for, the one. The only, the werewolf detective himself, Wolf Beamer! The crowd erupted with excitement as a man that lived up to the title stepped onto the stage. A literal wolf man appeared, showing off for the crowd. All right, all right, thank you, thank you all so much. We're so happy to be here, and I know you're all chomping at the bit to see what we've brought you for the upcoming adventures of Wolf Beamer. And... We were going to save this for the end, but why don't we start with what you're all here to see? Roll the trailer. The crowd cheered as the lights in the house came down. Their voices quieted as they waited for the video to play. But instead of the trailer for a bombastic action movie, all that could be heard was a loud, single gunshot that rang out through the hall. When the lights came back up, Wolf Beamer was on the floor. The room was silent for a moment as Lou stepped over to check on him. No one could tell if this was some kind of publicity stunt. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if I could ask you to vacate the room calmly and quietly, and can somebody get a detective in here? A, a real one, I mean. There was sudden pandemonium as it became clear this was not part of the show, but security did its best to handle the crowd. Dick and company were escorted to one of the back rooms where the body had been brought for examination. We've locked down the building and contacted the GIF, but they won't be here for a few hours. In their own words, you've got nearly every detective in the solar system in that building. You can probably figure it out by the time we get there. 
My team is searching the crime scene for any potential clues. We'll let you know if we find anything. Typical. Dick is joined by the usual company of Leandra and Bippo, as well as Liam and Sidney Leafson, Tico, Shiwa Wills, and Lou and Nuru from Wolf's team. Can't freaking believe this. I told them this was a bad idea. I told him. I told him that IGCC was a better idea, but that moron insisted. More authentic, he said. Yeah, well, I don't think he wanted this authentic. Now he's a freaking cadaver. Terrific. Cadaverific! Perhaps we should let the detectives handle this. Don't go too far. We'll have questions. As Lou and Nuru leave the room, Dick notices the distraught look on Leandra's face. Hey, kid. You can sit this one out if you're not feeling up to it. I might not have liked the guy, but I know this must be tough. No. No, I can do this. I want to do this. This is detective work. Real detective work. It's not always flashy and exciting. Sometimes it's ugly. Bippo. Thanks, Bippo. All right. What are we looking at? Scan show a single wound with a diameter of 8.5 millimeters. The f- projectile entered the body in front of the sternum, hit him hard and fast. It sounded like a gunshot, not a blaster pistol, an antique. Who even has those anymore? I haven't seen one outside of pictures and replicas in museums. Functional replicas are prohibitively expensive. Even more so for surviving relics. So why bother? Laser pistols are so much more easy to come by. Hold on. I can probably extract the bullet. Because of course you brought your autopsy kit. Never leave home without it. Besides, it obviously came in handy. With a steady hand, Dick found and extracted the bullet. Got it! Is that... Scanning? 100% silver. An actual silver bullet? Why? It's not like he was a real werewolf. He's a Lyconian. They just happen to look like that. I believe someone wanted to send a message. Or at least be thematically appropriate. Okay, but what about motive? Who would want to do this? (laughs) Well, that part's easy. Technically speaking, nearly everyone in this room would have a valid motive. And roughly a third of the people in attendance would as well. A stark silence fell over the room as the detectives exchanged glances with each other. Well, it wasn't me. I don't even have hands. I'm a hologram. That doesn't rule out collusion or preparation. Just because the culprit wasn't physically in the room doesn't mean they didn't set up a contraption or something. I think we can all rule ourselves out. What makes you say that? The weapon was a real firearm. Replica or not, that's probably worth more money than any of us make in a space year. Not to mention the cost of a real silver bullet on top of that. They could have pulled funds with another. Or stole it! Why are you so intent on trying to pin it on one of us? Why are you so intent on trying to get out of this without being questioned? Enough! We're not going to solve this bickering amongst ourselves. For the time being, I'm willing to trust that none of us did it. We can revisit the topic if the GIF arrives and the case is still unsolved. Fine. Jeez, all right. Fine, all right. Good. Now that we've established that, I believe we should question the cast. We can all do so individually and reconvene at the crime scene to exchange notes. The group split up to speak to the cast that was on stage during the murder individually. So, in a quiet room, Leandra and Bippo sat across from Nuru. Uh, it's just my luck. I get the junior detective. Bippo! Uh, 
My name is Leandra Vaughn, apprentice detective to Dick Rogers, and, and I'll be conducting this interview. Um, it, it will be recorded for future reference. You're a fan, aren't you? Uh, excuse me? I can tell. Nervous energy. You're trying not to geek out in front of me. I see it all the time. Wouldn't that make this case a conflict of interest? Well, um, th that only applies to cases where a direct known associate or relative is involved. Ooh, by the book. Very good. Have you ever thought about acting? I think you'd do well. Bebo! I remind you that I am in charge of this interview and I'll be answering no further questions. <laughs> Go on, then. I can't help but notice you aren't terribly distraught by Wolf's death. Wolf and I were not exactly close. We may have had on-screen chemistry, but behind the scenes, he was a real diva. Egomaniacal, controlling the works. But it was a paycheck, and finding steady work is hard in this industry. Besides, with his damned exclusivity contract, I can't even take on side jobs. Exclusivity contract? Yeah, the whole cast had to sign one, stating that we wouldn't appear on any other television shows, movies, or even advertisements while the show was in production. He said it was to preserve the immersion of the show. Didn't want the audience to associate us with any other characters. But I think it was just another way to keep us under his control. Because he didn't have to sign anything of the sort. So you'd benefit from his death? Yes and no, if you want to put it that way. With Wolf dead, they'll likely cancel the show, which would void the terms of the contract, but also there goes the steady paycheck. I didn't do it, by the way. I may be guilty of wanting to punch him in his smug face, but that's all. I can't say that I'm torn up about it, though. I've had brands hounding me for advertisement contacts for months. Bippo. Thank you, Bippo. That's enough bad cop. Bippo! Do you know where or how one might acquire an old firearm? Uh, and a silver bullet? Silver bullet? What do you mean? We determined the cause of death was a gunshot wound with an old-fashioned projectile firearm. A silver bullet was lodged in his heart. Nuru suddenly looked nervous. That's concerning. What makes you say that? Well, that was the plot of the movie. The one we were supposed to premiere the trailer for today? Wolf gets shot in the chest by a silver bullet. In the movie, he survives, but it puts him into a coma, and he makes a miraculous third-act recovery. It wouldn't surprise me if the firearm that shot him was one of our very own props. So you're suggesting someone from the film crew did this? Yeah. You don't happen to have the gun, do you? I could confirm it. Security is searching the area, but they haven't found anything yet. Uh, thank you for your cooperation. That's all the questions we have for you now. Um... Could I get your autograph? Sure. <laughs> Leandra gathered her notes and went to find Dick, who was interrogating the producer, Lou. And let me tell you, the guy was a real piece of work, like a diva's diva. Wouldn't come out of his trailer unless he had all kinds of demands met. Worst part was, it was his freaking show, so there was nothing we could do about it. Dick turns from Lou and leans over to Leandra. I haven't asked him a single question yet. Ask him about the gun. The crime scene mimics the plot from the movie. The one that only the crew would know about. It's been suggested the weapon may have come from the production. <clears throat> Mr. Giordano. While I appreciate your willingness to share information, I think I'd like to guide our discussion to something more relevant. Yeah, yeah, sure. What do you want to know? What is it that you do on the show, exactly? I wear a lot of hats. Writer, episode director, hat wrangler, but mostly producer. 
Wolf may put his own money in, but I'm the guy who makes sure the money gets put to good use and we get the money out, you know? I'm the guy who made sure the show was successful. Interesting. I've received information from my sidekick, <clears throat> protege, assistant, that the crime scene mimics details from your upcoming film, one that only few people even know the finer details of. The weapon in question appears to be an old-world firearm, one that would be very rare and expensive to get a hold of. I have reason to suspect it may have come from your film set. Couldn't surprise me if it was one of Wolf's. Was he a collector? <laughs> like you wouldn't believe. Man had no idea what to do with all his money, so he just starts buying the most expensive things he can get his hands on. Like old firearms. Especially ones that still work. Man was obsessed. Said the modern laser stuff just doesn't feel right. It's why the show was set in the past, before laser weapons were invented. He also insisted that we use his personal collection so we could write it all off as a business expense. So there would be many opportunities for someone to get a gun from your set. Honestly, yeah. Security in that regard wasn't the best. Wolf didn't want to waste money on it, in his words. Hell, it wouldn't surprise me if this was a publicity stunt that misfired. Did he have a history of setting up stunts like that? All the time. Put Wolf Beamer in front of a crowd and you don't know what he's going to do. He goes off script every time. I don't know why we bother to give him one. Dick looks to Leandra for confirmation. That checks out. There's tons of clips on the news of Wolf oversharing, so to speak, on talk shows and stuff like that. Bippo? Suddenly, there was a knock at the door. A security guard entered and handed Dick an object that had been sealed inside an evidence bag. This is it? Yes, sir. Found it attached to a contraption hidden at the back of the hall. Looks like it was set to go off when the lights went out. Thankfully, there was only one bullet loaded in it. Dick placed the weapon on the table between himself and Lou. Mr. Giordano, do you recognize this weapon? I do. That's Wolf's personal gun. The one he uses on the show. Uh... Yeah, he was real particular about that one. It, it was his favorite. So no one else would have any reason to touch this weapon? Uh, uh no. So if we were to dust this weapon for Prince? You'll never take me alive! Suddenly, Lou sprung up from his seat and rushed for the door, barreling past Dick and the security guard. Jeez, for such a short guy, he's fast. After him! Call the other detectives! Bebo? Not yet, Pippo, but stand by. And as our daring detectives prepare to chase down their suspect, let's hear another word from our sponsors. Hi, you may recognize my voice as celebrity actor Wolf Beamer from Wolf Beamer, Werewolf Detective. And while I may not be a real werewolf, I play one on TV, and I know how real the threat of the supernatural is. That's why I've collaborated with the Van Helsing Brothers Supernatural Extermination Agency to bring you this message. That's right, Wolf. You can never be too careful when it comes to ghosts and ghouls. Any location could potentially be haunted, even brand new houses if they're built on cursed lands. And if you find yourself in the presence of a spirit or ghost, what should you do? Call an exorcist? Burn the house down and start over? You'll find the answer is much simpler than that. Most ghosts are old folk and can be driven out by loud rock music because they think it's the devil's music. Between you and me, the devil is more a fan of smooth jazz, but don't tell them that. However, it's important to remember that if this method doesn't remove the spirits from your home, 
then you may be in the presence of a much more serious entity, in which case you should call the professionals, especially if any member of your family ends up being possessed. We'll come down and take care of them right away. Ain't that right, Timmy? My name is Sarah. Sure. Now fire up your proton pack and help me set up a containment pattern. Just don't cross the streams. What? Why? I told him not to cross the streams. Looks like we're gonna need a new Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us today, and remember, if you feel like Halloween came early in your home, Call the Van Helsing Brothers today at 555-212-6666. That number again is 555-212-6666. And take back home today. When we last left our heroes, they were chasing down their wanted man. As producer Lou Giordano sprinted into the convention hall, Dick and Leandra called the other detectives to follow suit. Split up! Try and flank him! The group scattered amongst the crowd, giving chase as Lou managed to evade them. I got him! I got him! F I don't got him! Oh, really, Tico? I'm a hologram. What do you want? Catch the burp now, argue later, bro. I'm coming, I'm coming! The twins, Sydney and Liam, backed Lou into a corner and rushed him from both sides. But Lou managed to disrupt their attack, throwing a stack of unsigned headshots from a nearby booth. Hey, I'm gonna make you pay for those, jerk! The twins collided and slid on the glossy prints, falling to the floor. I will catch him! Shewa Wills, the last frog person of Neptune, used her natural abilities to leap above the crowd, getting an aerial view as her powerful legs propelled her toward the perp. But the short man managed to blend into the crowd as he snuck through, making his way to the exit. He would have made it out if it were not for one Leandra Vaughn cutting him off. Ah, oh, find me in the Alps. You know, Wolf may not have been a great person, but he didn't deserve what you did to him. Over what? Money? Of course it was money. It's always money. Look, kid, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but the movie was gonna bomb. It was gonna be a flop from the beginning. Wolf wouldn't let us make any changes to the script, and trust me, it was dreadful. The main character was comatose in a hospital bed for most of the film, and the action happened off camera. It would have ruined us. But if our star suddenly died, all of a sudden this awful movie was the last thing he was in. Folks flock to see it in memoriam. They don't notice or don't care how bad it is, and we all end up on top. Look, you want me to cut you in? I can get you a good deal. Maybe if you want, I can get you a role in the sequel show. How's that sound? It sounds like you're attempting to bribe a space detective, which is a 15-year sentence, plus fines. So, no deal then? You tell him, Bippo. Bippo! Lou could only watch as the small alien Bippo was transformed into a hulking, ape-like creature! Bippo! Any other offers? Uh, I'd like to surrender now. Good. With the culprit restrained by security, the GIF arrived to make the official arrest, and Dick found a crestfallen Leandra sulking at an empty table in the food court. Hey, kid. Any chance some um, stale, soggy nachos could cheer you up? Pippo! Thanks, Dick. I know I should be happy we solved the case, but... I get it. He may have been a jerk, but you were still a fan. 
On the bright side, you can brag to all your fan club friends that you were the one who caught the guy that did it. Yeah. Yeah, I could. And for what it's worth, I'm happy to say you're my... protege. Aw, dick. Bippo? Just don't tell anyone, alright? I got a, I got an image to uphold. Like this? I'm happy to say you're my... protege. Are you still doing that? It saved us on the last case. Why would I stop? And so ends another thrilling adventure of Dick Rogers' Space Detective. Tune in next time to find out what dangers and mysteries await our daring detectives. Same space time, same space channel. And there you have it, folks. Another space mystery wrapped up. Yeah, I especially liked how this episode challenged Leandra. We didn't get to see as much of her last time, and seeing this new side of her was very relatable. I was wondering about those ads. Were those in the original script? No, actually, I didn't get a chance to mention it in the pre-show, but the original ads were lost, and we had to fabricate something ourselves. Who knows, maybe this was a little springboard of our own. Ooh, what if we appeared at a convention? That would be so fun. Oh, yeah, we could have a booth and sign autographs and sell cheap pins. Oh, I should get new headshots taken. Wait, so does that mean Wolf Beamer was just in werewolf form the entire time on his show? That totally goes against lore. I don't think they thought that much about it. Well, they should have. It's very important to stick to very strict rules. If you don't, that's how we end up with Twilight. I don't think not following the lore was Twilight's real problem. Also, it's been like over ten years. You've got to let it go. Never! Not after what they did to Jacob. Team Edward. And if you want to hear us argue about old fandom shipping wars... Be sure to tune in to your next dick appointment. Same space time, same space channel. Hit him with the socials, Mike. We're on Facebook at Dick Rogers Pod, on Instagram at Dick Rogers Space Detective, and Twitter at Rogers Space. And you can join the nerds on Patreon at patreon.com slash space underscore detective. Good night, everybody. This episode's nerds are Wendy Wilbert as Joanna and Lou, Angela Ventress as Eleanor, Leandra, and Witch, Michael Storm as Mike Nutley and Wolf, Jacob Herman as narrator, Liam, Mann, and Timmy. Emily Anderson as Dick Rogers, Maurice, and Tico. Nicholas Johnson as Bippo and Bobby. Logan Wright as Zanzas, Johnny, and Security Guard. Andrea Lang as Sydney and Woman, and Brittany Stone as Shiwa and Nuru. Dick Rogers and the Detective Convention Murder was written by Logan Wright, music by Nicholas Johnson, sound design by Michael Storm, and audio editing by Nicholas Johnson.